0: Welcome back to the Border Patrol and Sports Radio 810 WHB. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Stephen St. John with Nate Bugatti and Jake Gutierrez. You
1: like it over there, huh? That's it. better on the other side, huh?
0: This never, ever gets old, does it?
2: Mm-mm.
0: Let me tell you some guys it's already getting wild down here, downtown. Big shock, right?
2: No. I mean, it's just a perfect day. Is it? Yeah. Can you ask for weather better than this on February 14th? Starting to get a little FOMO. Come
3: on down, Jake. Nah, I mean, by the time I get out of here, nah, it's all right. I'm all right. I'll be I'll be watching that at home on TV. I'll be hop on the tail end of that
0: parade. <laughs> climb up, climb up on one of them uh, big buses.
3: Just throw on a uh, Luce libre mask and say I'm Jason Kelsey. Yeah,
0: when uh, I
2: some work. coveralls.
0: Okay, we're gonna give uh, we're gonna give Nate one more chance. Okay, and we're not gonna have someone just read off, We're not gonna have someone read off the tiles. That just gets the correct number, right, Jake? That's that's what we're yeah. gonna do. And our man, uh, Kevin Timmons, has said that um, whoever gets, guesses the correct number will get a $50 gift card to Nick and Jake's. There we go. Yeah. That
3: place is awesome. There and we Kevin go. Kevin is, is awesome. Yeah. Great dude. Great dude.
0: Delicious food at Nick and Jake's. Um, all right. One more time, Nate. Nate battles for the affection and respect of his wife and daughter by seeing how many Taylor Swift song titles – He can pick out in the 60-second clip, Nate, go. Hey, the City, it's Valentine's and Parade Day. Are you ready for it? Let's celebrate in the afterglow of another championship because the Chiefs are the last great American dynasty. If you're still hungover with champagne problems, be fearless, shake it off, and have the best day of your wildest dreams because we don't need any bad karma. And don't be the anti-hero and forget to tell your sweetheart you belong with me or that will cause some bad blood and you'll be getting one last kiss before they leave in their getaway car. and then you are. Never ever getting back together. It's going to be a cruel summer without football, so even if you're single, throw on your favorite cardigan and fill in that blank space in your heart with a true football love story. And let's see Red at the parade and party in style like we did in Las Vegas. How many, Nate?
2: Well, I recognize nine. I know there was a lot more because it, it, you know, I've, I could have guessed, but I, I don't want to guess on ones. So I recognize nine.
0: Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. Has anyone guessed their correct number, Jake?
2: It's definitely a lot more than nine.
0: You somebody go through it? If, if it, we got to put a timeline on this thing, if you don't guess it by the time I read them all through, then you don't. Then nobody wins. Then Stephen St. John wins the fifty dollar gift card to Nick and Jake. How about that?
2: A lot of people are calling Jake right now. I got right. "Shake It Off," "Karma," "Bad Blood," "Never Getting Back Together," "Blank Space," "Cruel Summer," "Afterglow," and "Antihero." And I was—I kind of guessed on "Afterglow" because I don't know that one. <laughs> Is that a song?
0: Sel- Selena got uh, nineteen of them.
2: Nineteen. And,
0: and then she was mad. Well, that—that's not the right. That's not the correct number.
2: Uh-huh.
0: She was wrong. So that's my only. Is example.
2: that good or bad that I recognize nine of them? It's solid. It's solid. All right. Why not? I figured out there's actually I have a favorite Taylor Swift song that I had never heard of before. My daughter played it for me in the car the other day. What is it? Paper Rings. It's a happy one. A lot of her songs are about being pissed and heartbroken. And this was like. Like about happy and being in love. And I liked it. Are you ready for it? Oh, yeah, Kelly got all excited. What happened? Oh, the uh, the Disney the Disney commercial during the Super Bowl. I didn't see it because I was watching. Are you ready for it? And that, that, that quote in the Disney commercial, she showed me the commercial, and then it said, are you ready for it? And I was like, right. I, I don't get it. <laughs> Somebody just got it.
3: What's the correct answer, Jake? The correct answer is 21. 21. That 21. is correct, 21. 21, 21.
0: Let me wow. see if I can get through these. All right, ready? I'll tell you what they are. I scribbled this down Okay, are you ready for it? That's one Afterglow is two The Last Great American Dynasty is three Champagne Problems is four Fearless is five Shake It Off is six The Best Day is seven Wildest Dreams is eight Karma is nine Antiheroes is ten you belong with me is 11. Bad blood is 12. Uh, last kiss is 13. Getaway cars 14. Uh, never ever getting back together is how many? 15. Did I say? I don't know. Um, cardigan is 16. Blank space is 17. Love story is 18. Red is 19. Cruel summer is 20 and style is 21. Boom. Boom, I'm a Taylor Swift champion. And so is Brian. Where do you go, Brian? Brian is a Taylor Swift champion.
2: Kevin says he'll have the uh, gift card here by 11:30 this morning. Beautiful. I'll be here. Congratulations, Brian.
0: What do you think of that, though? Well, That's first of all, good. It, first wildly of all, talented,
2: wildly talented of Stephen to be able to to weave 21 song titles into a coherent 60 second spot. But it also illustrates I got issues. her body of work is incredible. I mean, right. she just cranks out music. And Kelly, my wife was saying, because so she's got a new album that just came out. Right. She announced it at the Grammys or it's coming out soon. She said, well, how long does it take her to make an album? I'm like, well, it seems like about a year because she puts about one out every year, doesn't she? Imagine what this next album is going to be like. Are you ready for it? It's all going to be about being in love with Travis and the right. Chiefs well, and winning Super Bowls. I
0: think that was pretty good.
2: Good work, man. So,
0: you know, I did the best I could. You did well. In in It impressed my... Uh... Here's... My wife just came, <laughs> took my wallet... Took uh, uh, money out of my wallet and gave it to someone, and she's laughing. What's yeah.
3: going on here? Happy Valentine's Day! Right.
0: <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? That was a,
2: that was a fistful
0: of dollars. No, you said that by now. How are you? How are you surprised? She just said, "Do you have any money?" And I said, "Yes." And now I think the answer is no. Correct. That—that that was the first. What was that? <laughs> and I was like, "That was a lot." What's going on here? Just bought your Valentine's Day present. <laughs> I feel like this is like an indecent proposal. Well, <laughs> oh, what me. did you buy? What's going on? I don't know. She's not. She's. she's it's like she's a dealer uh, in Vegas. She's counting money and ignoring me.
2: Well,
0: we'll, we'll find out. You want to hear some Andy Reid sound?
2: Yeah, dog on mm. it.
0: Okay. All right. Well. So thank you, uh, Jake, for helping me put that together. By the way. And finishing it with uh, Viva Las Vegas. Absolutely. All right. Andy Reid had uh, uh, season wrap-up Zoom. And here Big Red was asked how uh, motivated he is by a three-peat since it's never happened before.
1: You know what, Saran, I think they, they probably know all that. Um, I, I don't have to say much in, in that area. I didn't have to say much. I, we just met. so um, But... You, you know that that's a great challenge and uh, most of all you're going to be uh challenged by other teams if if we thought we were challenged this year we're we're definitely going to be uh challenged double that next year
4: and uh just as a follow up coach uh a takeaway maybe I I think you know you're always studying the game i'm sure you learn something from every season is there something that this season taught you more than than any other, or you know, what something that stood out to you as kind of the lesson this season taught you?
1: Yeah, sir, and I think um, what what you're seeing in the game today is these defensive coordinators, um, and i tell you ours included, are uh, very flexible with their coverages. So it's not just one or two coverages that they're going to throw at you. Um, they're they're being able to teach multiple coverages. And they're not afraid to use them at any time during the game. So that's where i tell you the game's changing a little bit. as far as um, myself, uh, you know, obviously patience was one thing uh, that we had to do on the offensive side uh, as guys learned, the young guys learned or the new guys learned. Um, Very grateful for the job that Spags did with the defensive side. And um, I thought that they – we're a great example to everybody of taking young guys, teaching them and watching them grow. Like uh, they had to do last year and we were able to really come to a strength last year um, on defense for uh, the playoffs. And they kind of worked that way this year with the offense.
0: All right. Uh, here's more from Andy Reed here. He says he won. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. He says he wants the guys to have fun at the parade, but within reason.
1: Uh, yeah, that was mentioned um, a couple times. So uh, it's great to have fun. Uh, but, you know, be smart.
5: Good. next to Vahe
1: Gregorian. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Andy. Congratulations again. Um, hey, bye, I've bye. Had two things, if I might uh, – one well, and Andy, I I think anybody that's around Patrick understands that he's you know got a pretty deep reservoir of competitiveness and won't get complacent. But I wonder if you might describe what gives you that confidence that that his hunger remains what it is and he'll just ratchet it up more. Yeah, he has a he has a love for the game and and so when when you have that type of love, especially. As young as he is, that's—I uh, don't think that's going anywhere. And he doesn't let all the outside uh, events affect his play. I mean, he's—you know—he's one of those guys that is known worldwide, really, and that doesn't—that really doesn't face him. And, and the other thing is just uh, wondering when the last time you, you jumped on a dog pile like that, the way you did with Chris uh, would have been, and just what that moment was like uh, to, to let that out like that. Yeah. Well, I was so happy for him. I've kind of been riding him a little bit. We we needed him in there and he was spent and um, he was tired, but he sucked it up and he got out there and he pushed himself probably further than he thought he could push himself. You know, I mean, he took himself to that, that state, you know, that wrestling state where you you gotta you got, uh, you know, to really reach down in there and kind of get through that evil thing that's like kicking your butt in- internally. So, he did that, and um, I was so proud of him for that.
0: And that's awesome. Your Andy talk about that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I wrestled for a little while in, in high school, and just understanding. You'd hear football players talk about how much tougher it was as far as endurance and stuff uh, with with wrestling. You know, and it's I have such a tremendous amount of respect for for wrestlers and and how difficult their sport is, and I hear him talking about that. You know, and, and comparing to what Chris Jones is going through and getting getting through that. You know, that evil thing that you got to get through. And because there was, I, I can't remember what play. Well, there was one time when the Niners were were in the red zone, and it showed Chris Jones on the sideline. Like, why is Chris Jones on the sideline? I need ninety five back in there. But you, me, heard Andy say he was he was on him because they needed him in there. That was really interesting to hear him talk about that. And then, of course, uh, uh, jumping on top of uh, Chris Jones was also wonderful to see.
3: It's one, one of my good. favorite. You know post game <laughs> celebration moments when I saw that i mean I mean, <laughs> it's just, I mean you, you can't it's so authentic it, I mean there's right. the, that that emotion between those two guys talk on it, you know, and I think all year long we've had that conversation, you know, if they can keep one, and, and who knows they might not be able to keep you either, right whether you know, whether it be you know, sneed. Or Chris Jones, and, and I've been on the side. Well, Snead's such an elite cover corner, and he shut down some of the best wide receivers all season long. And all year I've been, if you're going to keep one of those two guys, it's Snead. And and I think I've shifted my – because, look, Chris Jones is on the wrong side of 30. Um, Snead's about to hit his prime, and – but I can't remember who we had on yesterday talking about the leadership that you can't replace that leadership. And and I I, I tend to <laughs> he's been a part of it in such a giant part of all three of these championships that it almost would feel just not right if he if he didn't get a chance to, to run it back for the three Pete.
0: And you know Snead's a great player, but Right. You know, we saw multiple examples on Sunday. Chris Jones can blow up a play before he even gets started.
3: Right, and that's in, in there. In your, he, he just render everything else irrelevant. And McDuffie, uh, he, he's, you know, he's that guy too.
2: Well, the, the Chiefs have also shown, whether it's Chavarius Ward, Josh Williams... Uh, you know, go down the list; they can find corners. Now, That doesn't mean they can find one that's as elite as Legeria Sneed the very next time they draft one.
0: No, bro, they they, they, they won a Super Bowl with Rashad Breeland as
5: one of the starting corners.
2: I mean, they 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 can find like it. You just trust so much that they can find corners.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
2: They haven't ever had another defensive lineman during the Andy Reid era that's as disruptive as Chris Jones is.
3: And so that's why I think I, I flip to the other side now. I think that, you know, if they can't – but they also have the, you know, he would make $32 million under the, you know, the the franchise tag. And, and, and that, you know –
0: You want a hot take? How about this? I'll say it. Say it. Keep them both. Screw it. They're
2: just done. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. You guys are gonna be so mad at me? I, I might say let them both go. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds yeah. about right. It, it's. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it's funny. I mean, you said that sounds about. You're it. you're keep them both. I'm keep one and Nate's uh, get rid of them both. So I'm yeah. not saying get rid of them, but I'm saying well, let them go. Well. Don't pay them what other people would be willing to well, pay them. That's kind of saying get rid of them. I mean. <laughs> Run them out of town. Hey, no, I didn't say, I didn't say
0: that. I didn't, I Nate, Nate Stoneman, Sneed, and Chris Jones. Get rid of them both. <laughs> run, just gave me a look like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah,
3: I think everybody in Kansas City is giving us that look. <laughs>
2: the, this, is, this is the truth, though. This dynasty, guys are going to come and go. Guys are going to come and go. Right. Mahomes will be constant. You know, and they've got to just keep putting young players around him. Well, I, I'm just saying that you have a
3: franchise tag. Chris Jones is still playing at an elite level, so it's like you know, you'd like to get, you know, he'd like to get something long term, but you have control over that player, and 32 million dollars is probably something he would stay around. I mean, he wouldn't hold out for that, probably.
0: We couldn't keep Mark Bowyer out of this conversation after you overheard some of this. So, hey, hey, so what's where, up, give us give us now your official stance. Keep Snead. Or
4: keep Jones, or keep both, or keep neither? Well, I I think I'm on the record at saying this already, but I'll just throw this out there. Like, it makes it a little more difficult, I think, to get rid of Chris Jones now based on what has happened down the stretch here, right? And he's not
0: just a guy. He's a Hall of Famer. He's the best at his position. He's, He's, you know.
4: But I'll also say this, like, He's going to want a lot of money, right? And and he probably should get it. Do I think it'll be here? No, I don't. Okay? In regards to that. I am also on record previous of saying that I think that they don't re-sign LeJarius Sneed because I thought he was going to earn himself a nice contract and there's going to be somebody else willing to possibly pay him what the Chiefs may not be able to. Now, that being said... He's a perfect candidate for the franchise tag this year, mm-hmm. and I think if you're looking at if you're Brett Veach, this is why you get paid all the money to make these difficult decisions, right? But if it's me, the price has to be exactly what I want it to be for Chris Jones, and I go ahead and try to franchise tag with Darius Snead and work on a long term deal.
0: Is, is does the fact that you're going for history, that you're going for a three peat, something no other NFL team's ever done, make it make it more? likely that they are willing to at least meet the price
4: of one of those players it, it certainly does but this becomes that dangerous situation right like i we'd all love to have all these guys back i think. bring them all back is what i say <laughs> but this is what you have to make difficult decisions sometimes and walk on guys when i say walk on them like it's a business and you have to look at your long-term future for your organization as well right and so you can't necessarily be blinded by the fact that you have the opportunity to have a three peat because it's never happened before number one right and if you get locked into too much of that you can hamstring yourself for, for the future. I,
0: I just because I, I feel like now after what he did on Sunday we have to put Jones in a separate category from everyone else because think about those passes he batted down the first time around against San no. Francisco no. that maybe not win that game. Think about the third down plays he blew up. They yes. maybe don't win that game. Yeah, he he blows games up. Yeah, single handedly with no. I'm just. It's incredible. And so I just he's he's in his own category to me. Mark, he, he, he is
4: in his own category. It's just it, that's why I say it makes it difficult oh, to, yeah. to do this. And I think you know they went through a difficult decision a couple years ago, right, by trading Tyree Kill. And what did everybody say? Like He's still obviously the best receiver to me in the National Football League and most explosive player. The Chiefs won't recover. Guess what? They just won two Super Bowls. Yeah, Chris it, Jones is
0: more valuable than Tyreek Hill to me. Um, the crowd's crazy out there, isn't it? You it's walk nuts. I
4: got down here, like I told you guys before, I'm broadcasting again the second straight year on Spectrum News, Kansas City. Got down here about 7, 7.30, and it was already five, six people deep. It, it's... I think the weather has a lot to do with that. It's gonna be a little nicer, a little warmer over the course of the day, but That's right. This is it's it's already crazy down here, guys. It's crazy.
0: Mark Boerichter, Richter, uh Jake and Nate will watch you on Spectrum. How about that? that sh- sounds maybe, good we shout to out it? to the fellas, huh?
4: That sounds good. All right, I'll, I'll give a, a shout out, out
0: for sure. All right, let's uh let's um we'll take a break then. Unless you wanna do you wanna play just that first clip of Andy talking about uh Chris Jones coming back since we were just mentioning that and then we can break and cut out of that or you tell me Jake. Yeah, just play Andy Reid says he's hopeful that Chris Jones returns to KC. Yeah,
1: listen, uh, I, I think, you know, Veach just, just said it before. We'd love to have him back. And, um, uh, you know, it, they've just got to work all that out. So, um, But I, I think the, the effort will be there probably on both parts to try to get something
0: done. Man. I mean, it's just hey. No matter what, the Chiefs will be Super Bowl contenders and have an excellent chance of, uh, of 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 getting back there next year. But Jake, I'm with you, man. After watching what happened in the Super Bowl, I flipped. I think I was on. You know, cause I love them both, but man, Chris Jones, he's, he's it's just he's in his own category, man. I mean, one of the best defensive players in the history of the Kansas City Chiefs, and he he blew up plays. He he single-handedly blew up a couple of third downs that could have changed the game on Sunday. We'll take a break. Back after this on WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Stephen St. John broadcasting live on Grand on the parade route. We are two hours and 30 minutes from the beginning of the Super Bowl parade. A beautiful day in Kansas City. If you aren't already down here, oh boy, good luck. You could try. But I mean, it, the, the street's already lined with Chiefs fans. It is uh, it is awesome. Nate Bucati and Jake Gutierrez back in studio. Where Nate is trying to figure out ways to break up the Chiefs. Don't understand it, but we'll learn more later. Right now, we have Robert Mays hosted the athletic football show. You could follow him on X at Robert Mays is his handle. Robert, good morning. How are you?
6: Doing well, guys. How are you doing?
0: You know what? Uh couldn't be better. We're sitting here or I'm sitting here waiting for the Super Bowl parade to start after the Chiefs go back to back. And we've talked to you uh, many times throughout the this 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 run by Mahomes and the Chiefs. I just like to start with what we saw on Sunday. What what uh, what were your main takeaways from that overtime victory by the Chiefs over the 49ers? How will you remember that game?
6: My first thought was it's going to be a long decade for everybody else uh, It was the initial takeaway. And, the, and then the second one was outside of just how incredible he was in those those final two drives when they needed it most and all the plays that he made and even the little subtleties, like the checking into that completion, Jarek McKinnon against that cover-zero look, and just how in control he always seems to feel at this point. It was the defense. I mean, when you do this for long enough and you know, you're know you not a Chiefs fan or somebody who covers the Chiefs every single day, so you have a tiny bit of distance from it. You know, I went through this with the Patriots where they, I was at the Super Bowl every year, the Patriots were at the Super Bowl every single year. And it almost felt like – not that it got boring you just find new th- find it difficult to find new things to talk about sometimes and that's why this Chiefs team was so cool is that they did it in a different way and looking at the rising stardom of some of the players on the defense and just thinking about how important Steve Spagnuolo was to this entire formula and to what this team was outside of Mahomes and the feeling of what it's like to watch him at the end of the game the things I'll remember about this team are Trent McDuffie and LeJarius Sneed and Chris Jones showing up again, the game that Leo Chanel had. So the way that defense was built and the way that defense was deployed, that's what felt different about this version of this team.
2: So when it comes to those players on defense, how how great are they? I think we're already talking about Chris Jones as as an NFL Hall of Fame type player, and people are saying that Snead and McDuffie might be the best one-two combo of corners in the NFL. Uh, Are we talking Hall of Fame level with these guys? How good are these guys, in your opinion?
6: Chris Jones, I think we should absolutely be having that conversation. He could have been the Super Bowl MVP the last time they played (laughs) the Chiefs or the Niners. He could have been the Super Bowl MVP on Sunday if you wanted to give it to him. I I picked him to be the defensive player of the year last year in 2022. I thought that he was the most impactful defensive player in football relative to his position. If you look at the double team rates, everything he did, I mean, Nick Bosa was great, but Jones absolutely could have gotten it for me, so... If you want to be pushing him towards the Hall of Fame, I have no issue with that. But the other two guys, obviously, it's a little bit early. You know, this version of Trent McDuffie, Jerry Speed, we really just saw this version for the first time with him following guys, with him being in that echelon of corners. And Trent McDuffie has only been two years, but he's an all-pro level player. I mean, in fact, he can play inside, outside. He's so central to this defense's identity. Him being able to blitz at any point and being so good at holding some of those disguises, so I think as this defense continues to grow, as the Chiefs' defense becomes more synonymous with who this team is and who their identity is, then guys like that are going to become more prominent throughout the league the way we talk about it. With Snead, it'll be a question of whether or not he's back, but with McDuffie, I think that it's easy to imagine a path where he kind of becomes one of the next figures of this dynasty. And. You know, as we've seen with the Patriots and other teams, it's important to kind of hold down one of those spots when you talk about legacy, how you'll be remembered, how you'll be celebrated, all that.
0: Robert Mays is our guest. And, and, you know, a couple of unsung guys on that defense that had big games. You mentioned Leo Chanel, who was just terrific, but also uh, the beast, Mike Pinnell, who was signed in October towards the end of the season. The first time the Chiefs beat the 49ers and played so well for him down the stretch and played well in the Super Bowl. And then this time around, he signs in October and steps in for Derek Nottie. And, pl- and he was terrific on Sunday against the Niners. And I'm like, you know, he, he goes other. Like, I know he, he had a couple of with the Bears. He was with the Fal- Falcons in between Super Bowls. And then, you know, in these in these short spans of time with the Chiefs, he plays like a star defensive tackle, which is unbelievable. And that, I guess it, it has a lot to say about Brett Veach, but it also has a lot to say about the coaching staff and Steve Spagnolo, right?
6: Yeah, I mean, it's a reminder how many talented guys are just bouncing around the league, especially guys who are playing such a hyper-specific role. You know, this is what Mike Pinnell does. This is who he is. He's a big, space-eating, run-stuffing defensive tackle. So while that may not fit on every roster at every moment, He's shown an ability to be a contributing player, and that's exactly what happened. They happened to play the exact right team in the playoffs for him to show up in this sort of way. They knew that the Niners were going to run the ball 30-plus times. They knew that they were going to have to slow them down while they did it. So it just all kind of coalesced in this very cool way where you have a guy whose number got called because of the opponent, and he showed up in a way that you never could have anticipated.
2: Did Patrick Mahomes show anything different this game or this year to add that like that we didn't already know or did he just add to it by winning did you see something new that adds to his legacy
6: oh no, i mean maybe not adds to his legacy but i think that the winning overall and the fact that they got another one i mean this is just a matter of how fast can you stack them up so i think that we can probably make a solid argument that that was just the best six year run we've ever seen from a quarterback when you consider the playoffs And I know Brady's gone on some ridiculous ones, but they were way later in his career. So it's absolutely the best six-year start any player has ever had. So the trajectory he's on is insane. But if you just think about who he is as a player, I absolutely think that the season felt new. What he's doing from the mental side of things, he's doing things he's never done before. All the protection calls, all the checks that he's making at the line of scrimmage. I mean, talking to some of the Chiefs coaches last week at the Super Bowl, that was definitely the biggest takeaway that I had, is that his grasp of so many different subtleties and nuances of what defenses are trying to do to him, what certain blitz looks look like. I mean, We're at a point now where we just saw one of the most physically talented players ever play his ages 23 through 28 seasons. And the physical ability he has is up there with any quarterback that's ever played. The scariest part now is we're getting into his mental prime. So there's a really good chance between ages 28 and 33, 34, we're talking about some of the mental acuity that guys like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees showed as they got a little bit deeper in their careers while he's also in his physical prime. And the thought of that, that he's actually getting better, and what we just saw in the last six years happened, if I were a fan of another AFC team, I would just like go take a walk in the woods. I don't know how I would handle that. <laughs>
0: Robert Mays is, uh, is our guest. Okay, so there's been so much talk about overtime and how Kyle Shanahan handled it, and then Mahomes in that last drive going 8 of 8 and then having two carries for 27 yards uh, and, and putting it away with a, a walk-off touchdown pass to McCole Hardman. What do you think about all this discourse about the new overtime rules and whether or not Shanahan uh, made the wrong decision?
6: I understand their thinking. You look at it and you're saying, okay, if we make sure we get the ball for the sudden death period, then it's essentially like taking the ball to start regular overtime. So, and I think that the math, if you talk to analytics staffers and people that have come out since then, there really isn't a firm answer on what you should do in that moment because having the ball for sudden death comes with real benefits. The problem is I would just never want to be able to give the I would never want to give the ball to them Two Andy Reid, to Patrick Mahomes, knowing they needed four four downs. Because that was the difference, right? You saw some of the fourth downs that the one fourth down the Niners didn't go for in overtime because they thought, okay, we kick a field goal, we hold on to a field goal, we get the ball back, sudden so death. But giving Mahomes all the information, that was the most dangerous part because you're essentially forcing them to treat it like it's a four down situation every single time. I wouldn't want to do that. I would not want them marching down the field with all the information going and touched on one of them the game. And that's exactly what happened.
2: So you can we could debate that, right? Like you can the numbers can be I mean, like you said, maybe there's not a consensus on, on what the numbers say you should do. But what we what we can all agree on is the Chiefs as a team were better prepared for that situation because they all talked about how there were presentations and meetings and every player knew what the idea was going into it, whereas Shanahan said, uh, yeah, they told the position coaches to let everybody on the sideline know once they got to overtime what the rules were, but they didn't meet about it or talk about it in the week leading up to the Super Bowl. How big of a miss is that, in your opinion, on the 49ers coaching staff?
6: I don't even know if you need to do it in the week leading up to the Super Bowl. I think that when the Chiefs did it it was during training camp. I think that's exactly when you should do it. All right, this is a new rule. We may have to deal with this when we get to the playoffs. This is what would happen if we did that. Or even during a team meeting the week of the playoffs. So the fact that they didn't do it this week when the schedules are kind of strange, all of that, that I don't really mind. I think I completely understand that. But the fact that there are guys in the Niners that didn't know the rules coming into the playoffs, they have never had that discussion. That's something I think you should probably just do as the season is kicking off in the same way that the Chiefs did. That being said, I don't know how much them not knowing the rules played into it. They know they wanted to score a touchdown to win the game. I don't know if their motivation would have necessarily changed either way.
0: Robert Mays is our guest. Uh, And, Robert, now what the Chiefs have in front of them is a chance to win three in a row. And that has not been done in the Super Bowl era uh, and look, nobody uh, I think uh, is looking forward now to betting against Patrick Mahomes. But it will be, uh, it'll take a Herculean effort, and they have a lot of decisions to make in the offseason, obviously. Uh, but what do you think about the Chiefs having this opportunity to go out and threepeat uh, when, when really everything is? Uh, I mean, they're peaking. This this is peak Patrick Mahomes. So I'm, I'm not going to bet against them.
6: Yeah, I it's hard to at this point. I watched that Raiders game on Christmas. I saw what this team looked like in certain stretches offensively this year, and it just didn't seem to matter. And the fact that this might have been know, worse is the right way to put it. They were still a top-ten offense, according to a lot of metrics. If this was the most uneven, frustrating version, incomplete version, of the Chiefs offense that we're going to see in the Patrick Mahomes era, that's horrifying. This thought that they might just get better than they bore this year, that it's going to be harder to beat them moving forward, and they still want it. To see what this team was like for stretches of this year, for games during this season, and to look how, it's not put together it felt, how few answers they had, and that for them to still win the Super Bowl at the end, again, that is a frightening proposition for everybody else.
0: Robert, we always enjoy talking football with you. Uh, We enjoy uh, the podcast and all of your work covering the NFL, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon.
6: Sounds great. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. That's uh, Robert Mays. Always good to hear a different perspective uh, from outside Kansas City, outside our circle, as far as – there goes my voice. That's fine. Uh, As far as, uh, you know, what this means and and how impressive this is. But he he said the word – and I think that's the perfect word for what this is for the rest of the NFL. Horrifying. this this was this was the time to get them. This was the time where the the wide receivers, you know it, it looked like were betraying the chiefs and you know they, they just didn't have enough ammunition to be able to overcome the mistakes and the penalties they were making. And yes, the defense was terrific. But it just, you know, the, there were so many signs during the regular season. You know what? It just isn't going to be their year this year. It's going to be a step back. There's things to build on, but they go out and add some receivers and, and fix some things, and they'll be right back at it. And then they want it all. They want it all. The, 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 the offense is going to be better. It just It's going to be. They're going to add receivers through the draft or free agency. The defense is going to continue to grow. Will they bring everyone back? No. But don't we have enough trust in Brett Veach and the way they built this defense and Steve Spagnolo as defensive coordinator and Dave Merritt and how he's going to shape whatever new defensive backs they bring in? You know, they, they didn't break the bank to go sign Mike Edwards or Drew Tranquil. You know, they, they, they have figured out they have this thing on lockdown as far as. Bringing in defensive backs, bringing in key contributors that, you know, Mike Pinnell, that they know fit into their system, and they know what they need to put things over the top. Yes, it's horrifying for the NFL, and it's glorious for Kansas City. It's glory, and the glory continues today with another Super Bowl championship parade. Back into this on WHB. Orange, 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 let's go!
4: Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking.
5: Set. We're good, we're good. Set. Low snap. He runs and he throws. Caught. Touchdown. It's caught. Harbin caught the ball. The Chiefs have won. What's up? What's up? What's up?
6: What's up? What's up? What's up? The Chiefs have won.
0: Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Steven St. John on Grand, on the parade route. Nick Katie and Jake Gutierrez back in studio. But on the phone we have our old friend Bob Ibach. Bobby, what do you say? Another championship. How you
5: like it? Oh, I tell you what, if that that segment I just heard doesn't give you chills, nothing will. (laughs) I'll tell you what. uh, That was an amazing game, and and to do it and win it 25-22 in overtime in Vegas, first time Vegas has ever had a Super Bowl, is going to be making what I'm going to be talking about, the Chiefs fans, something very historic and uh, something you're going to want to get your hands about. Uh, I know you had had to enjoy that as well.
0: I tell you what, Bobby, I know you've seen a lot of things in sports, but have you ever seen anything like this Patrick Mahomes? He's the best, I
5: tell you. i tell you, I I covered the old Baltimore Colts when Unitas was there. That's right. And Burt Jones and Sonny Jurgensen when I covered the Redskins. No, this is is history. And uh, we want to give Chiefs fans something to remember this special time in Chiefs history. And I think I have just the perfect item. It's a limited edition, fully licensed Super Bowl, back-to-back Super Bowl football. And uh, only 5,000 of these will ever be made. We're probably two-thirds of the way sold out coming into the show this morning. So when I give out that phone number and website, just a moment, you're going to want to jump on this and get yourself a souvenir that will last for many, many years to come. These are just priced at $119.95 each. A portion of the proceeds will go to CASA uh, in Jackson County there. It stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates. They help out uh, children who have experienced abuse and neglect. So that will be a great charity tied in with this. You'll get an individually numbered certificate of authenticity with the football. And uh, everything on the various panels that I'll be describing before I give out that phone number and website, everything is embossed so we'll keep it pristine looking for years to come. Now, the top panel will have a recap of the entire 2023 season schedule with the scores, dates, opponents of every game that the Chiefs played, so you'll be able to look back on that section of the football and remember how they got out to Las Vegas and beat the 49ers 25-22 in overtime. The panel right below that has stadium history, the Super Bowl logo, official logo in Roman numerals, 58. And then we have championship history. We list all the other Super Bowls there that the Chiefs have won. And the last panel, I was told, never happened before. First time ever, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, their images, action shots, are on the same panel together on a football. So if you want to get this, there's only a few hundred left. you got to go online and uh, go to the website or call this number, one 800 345 Two eight six eight one eight hundred three four five twenty eight. Sixty-eight, And, Stephen, you can go right to the website, Nikosports.com. You spell it N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com. Again, that's spelled N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com. $119.95. will snag you one of these footballs. And with the Father's Day, Mother's Day coming up, and uh, you can even download a gift card today and use it for a Valentine's Day.
0: Nate Buchady, I told you that Bob Ibach would have the perfect thing to commemorate this championship. You said I was a liar, and now you have to answer for your sins. You tell Bob Ibach how much you love this
5: football.
2: Well, I I just feel like these these are unlimited, right, Bob? People can buy as many as they want and take oh, take their time.
5: Now. Yeah, you can you can. We've had people calling up and buying ten of them and using them for gifts and friends and everything else. There but, we go. We're only making five thousand, and oh. we're down to like the last few hundred. So, don't delay on this; because they'll be sold out by Sunday.
0: I'm going to tell you what I'd like to have this football, I'd like to toss it around the yard with Nate, and then put it up on my mantle. Tell people again how they can get this hands their hands on this football and celebrate the championship the right way, Bob.
5: Okay, it's a back to back. Super Bowl title football, exclusive to NYCO Sports, only 5000 made. They're $119 each, one hundred nineteen ninety-five. dollars excuse me. And the toll-free number to call, 1-800-345-2868. That's 1-800-345-2868. Check it out online. You'll love seeing it there. You can order it right online and, and download a gift card, too, Nikosports.com, that's spelled N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com, N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com. You'll want to remember this game. They'll be talking about it for years and years to come, so make sure you get one of these. I guarantee you, somebody walks in your home or your office and they have, you have this football on display, they will say, where did you get that back-to-back championship football?
0: Bob, thank you so much for your time. You know what? Something tells me we'll be talking again next year about uh, another championship and we look forward to speaking with you then. Thank you, Bob.
5: Hey, Stephen and Nate, have a great day. Enjoy that parade today. Go celebrate. That's right. We're gonna
0: celebrate. I'm gonna have a blast. I'm gonna run up and down the street. Nate, what about that? Huh? Bye bye bye.
2: Oh man, I wanna get I wanna get my hands on those balls. I told you I want to
0: Get one and throw it around the yard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's the kind of ball you want to throw around yeah, the yard.
0: What? I do what I do what I like. Hey.
2: You do what you want with your balls. 800 uh,
0: 345 2868 NycoSports N I K C O Sports dot com. A great gift for your favorite sports talk radio host. If you're driving around, you think, My God. I love listening to him. I, let me show some way, some sign of gratitude. Buy me this football. Send it to me. All right? Who's who's going to stop you? Your wife? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait.
0: What would you say, Jake? I, Jake? Yeah, actually. Well, so what? I'd say,
3: you know, this segment is a Jake Gutierrez production. So, is it? So proud of you guys.
0: Thanks. Back after this on WHB.